Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. We're rolling. Good morning, Coxie. Hello, Warwick. Hello, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> How are you, listeners? How's your September panning out? We're, well, we're, September's nearly done and dusted, actually. It is nearly done and dusted. My favourite month of the year is almost over. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time for me to drink more or less coffee. I'm not sure which one is beneficial for everybody. Uh, it's time to start planning for October, November, and December. There you go. I'll just get the planning thing in there early, get it done. It's in like a mic drop all over and done with because that's exactly what you and I have just been doing. And we haven't even been planning for work. We've been planning our leisure time, haven't we? Yes, we've just been chatting about the future a little bit, actually. We have. Uh, talking about camper trailers and showering with your thongs on and... Um, the uh, the relevant relative <laughs> chances of getting tinea from Caravan Park cubicles. <laughs> oh lordy, which turned into a conversation about walking barefoot and yes. those five toe shoes and etc. And we were having a bit of a laugh at my husband's expense. Now I'm I have to say, Coxie, I'm probably a little surprised that the builder is a five toe. Um, barefoot shoe wearer. I just never pictured him with those weird things that go between <laughs> your toes. <laughs> he is totally that person. And I think it came off the back of reading, um, he read a book and I think it might have been one of the Wiggles, Anthony. Is it Anthony? <laughs> Had a book. I don't know. And there, are a lot of, there was a lot of stuff in there about chiropractic health um, and how it changed and revolutionized his life. And so much of it came back to what he was wearing on his feet. So that was a couple of years ago now. I still distinctly remember it like the most painful time in my life when my husband would actually, until he graduated to getting some of the weird five-toed shoes, he would literally walk everywhere barefoot. This is incredibly embarrassing for me. <laughs> we would go to the shops. He'd have no shoes on. We would argue regularly about the fact he wasn't wearing shoes. He was an, a no-shoe wearer for a very long time. Now he's got the five-toe things that are quite embarrassing. But he, if we go out now, he'll at least put something on his feet so I feel better. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? And I've, I've always been a shoe wearer. Uh, I guess I just... <clears throat> blindly accepted that you wore shoes. Mm. Uh, I mean, we're, we're told that footwear is what's best for us. Mm. Um, and I've had a few injuries from dirt bikes and stuff over the years and uh, have a bit of trouble with my ankles because I've busted both of them. Um, and so I've been doing a bit of exploration around health uh, in that particular area recently because it's starting to affect my hiking and mountain biking and that sort of stuff. And Okay. Um, anyway, I, funnily enough, found a podiatrist through Instagram. And I think, uh, you know, for a Monday episode, we might cover a few diverse topics, unlike normal on the podcast, we'll Coxie. <laughs> be here, there and everywhere today. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was on Instagram and, you know, 
Instagram was telling me what I should be looking at based on previous hashtags I'd viewed and all that sort of stuff. And of course, a lot of my stuff is around health and well-being and fitness because I'm, I'm pretty passionate about all that. Um, and long story short, I tripped over this guy, pun intended, um, <laughs> who is based in Melbourne, who's actually in lockdown. And so he started doing video consults with clients. And for him, it's actually expanded his business outside of his area in Melbourne mm. to having this national podiatry um, consult service. So uh, he's a really cool dude, actually. And he's a big believer that why would you stick all these shoes and boots and restrictive things on your feet if we don't do the same for our hands? They're very similar appendages. Um, and he said, you know, he, he talks about the fact that some of the shoes that we wear would be like wearing a pair of oven mitts around all day on your hands and trying to do stuff because we lose that connection with the ground, we lose mm. our balance, and then that causes issues with knees and hips and lower backs, and, like, it all starts from your feet. So, um, yeah, I'm currently standing in the studio here in Tasmania in bare feet. I have the heater on. Um, and I've got these weird squishy silicon things in between all my toes so that I'm wearing what is essentially a bunch of toe spreaders, <laughs> like when you get your nails done. <laughs> oh, my God. Our listeners are just like, what the flip are these two on? <laughs> but it's all about, you know, improving your balance and mm -hmm. sort of that functional movement mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So um, I thought it was really cool just to loop back to the whole Instagram thing because we have a lot of trade business owners that say, oh, you know, social media, it's it's no good, doesn't work, I don't like it. Um, and I get that being a plumber, you're an on-site business, you can't do a video consult with me, but it's just a really good example of innovation in that space where he has this list of instructions, which videos he needs of me walking and running and squatting and doing all that stuff, how many photos to take from which side, and he's just created this whole process so that he can actually tap into social media. Mm. And and I was going through this thinking about our listeners and our members and clients going, man, you could do some really cool stuff, even if you are a plumber. Imagine giving someone instructions on, okay, so I need a video this way of the fault. Or, you know, if you're inquiring about a block drain or whatever, please go and video as it glug, glug, glugs. Um, I want to see what happens when you press the button on the toilet, when you run a tap. You could like pre-diagnose a lot of stuff and save time on site um, and just really set yourself apart from what other people are doing. So that's what it's got to do with five-toe shoes. <laughs> I actually think that tradies are still, not still, that's, I'm being very general and that's unfair. I feel there is a big opportunity for tradies still in the market to be positioning themselves as experts who can do consultations whether you're a builder, a plumber, an electrician, a painter, a plasterer, I, I think this could work in any trade. You'd need to be creative in the way you think about it. But I, as a consumer, will pay you to consult via Skype or Zoom or, or FaceTime or whatever it might be over my phone to tell me, okay, yes, you do need to do that and that needs to be a priority. The builder is regularly paid for his expert advice. He will go in and he will do an inspection in a home. Very typically, it's when somebody's recently purchased the home and mm. they have a list of things that they think they might like to do and we can talk them through, okay, this will add value to your home, this will not. This is critical, needs to be done immediately. This can wait a couple of years. It doesn't need to be a focus straight up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you can be doing that in all of your trades as well and he's paid quite handsomely for the time that he spends on site giving suggestions. 
Mm. Now we back it up with a report. The reports are really simple to put in place. You could do that yourselves. You don't even need to do a report. People will pay for your knowledge. And I think that is a big eye-opener coming out of this COVID time and lockdown is people have had to transform their businesses to pay, to take money for their knowledge so that they can afford to keep living. Well, now's the time to be putting some of that in place for you and your businesses. Yeah, and actual fact, we had um, one of our drawing board members recently um, win a a big consulting contract, uh, which is completely removed from how they've done business in the past. They're very much an installation and and maintenance business. Um, And so, you know, being stuck in lockdown, he's actually found a way to basically create a new arm to the business. Mm. Um, so Adrian's done really well. G'day, Adrian, if you're listening, mate. Probably got nothing else to do sitting in lockdown. Although he's busy now, he's got a big consulting contract he does. to deliver on. But it's, yeah, it's tapping into another aspect of the expertise that he's built up as an installing trade uh, and just finding a way to get more out of that, I guess. Mm. I'm trying to think of ways I can actually connect this back to I can see barefoot you shoes. I think it's just thinking outside of the square. I think for far too often as business owners, consumers, as people in general, we're used to being told how to think. And when we take a moment to start to think critically about, well, actually, I don't know that that fits with with the way I feel about X, Y, Z. Your shoes, your feet, um, case in point. Yes. And the builders maybe with no shoes on. Um, (laughs) It's the same thing. You start to look a little bit outside and you can reap some fantastic benefits, whether it be for your health, for your business, for your well-being, for your family, for your back pocket even. There there are plenty of ways to start to look at things a little bit differently. I feel that's the big loop. That's how we grey shark around to that one. (laughs) Uh, maybe we can talk about something about walking a mile in someone else's shoes. I don't know if I'd want to walk a mile in the builder's weird five-toe shoes. No, it's embarrassing. I, I might not be far off. I tell you what, Coxie. I bet you get some. It's uh, It's been amazing to wear different shoes. It's just, um, it's it's like stuff we just don't think about. We just blindly go along with things because that's the way it's always been done. Mm. Um and to pop on these these barefoot shoes, which are essentially just a a very stripped back minimalist um, sneaker, they have almost no sole. There's no foam. There's no squishy stuff. The shoe itself weighs like as much as a tissue. Um, they're paper thin. They're very very comfortable, and they let your toes sort of do their thing, and your foot's not all squished up inside a a fancy looking shoe and your toes don't rub against each other and I've done a little bit of jogging on the road and stuff. It changes your gait, which is really good for your hips, so you don't get those tight hips and sore knees and stuff. Um and I couldn't believe that they were so damn comfortable. I thought, man, these are gonna be so hard on my feet, like walking around on that awful hard ground. Um and it's just I think a lot of us miss out on opportunities for improvement because we think that the old ways are still best and don't question it. And I like to try new things. Um, And I think it's only through trying new things that we discover that, holy crap, there's this whole new way of actually wearing footwear and, you know, improving my overall health. And it's the same in our businesses, Coxie. I know you just wanted to say something then. I forgot the point I was going to make, but it was a very valid one at the time. (laughs) But it's about trying new things, I think. 
Bingo. Yeah, I, I feel that we have lost the confidence to question. Yeah. Yes. And I'm seeing a lot at the moment on social media where people are starting to question some of the current events and they're immediately shut down and they're immediately shamed and ridiculed and, and made to feel very uncomfortable because they dare to have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And I can't see that changing until more of us are prepared to question, even if it's only internally, even if it's only in our own space, start to question how we feel about something. Does that sit right for me? Do I really believe that? I'm going to look a little bit further into it and actually educate ourselves. Generally, the people that are shutting you down and saying, no, you can't do it that way. We have to do it the way it's always been done because it's how we do it, are the ones that aren't prepared to educate themselves. Because in education comes maybe some points of difference, different ways you can do your business, different ways you can think or feel about certain situations, different shoes you can wear. Yeah. (laughs) But I I had this conversation with someone recently, and it might have been you, Coxie, because we have a number of these, uh, about differences of opinion. Actually, it was was at our drinks on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, We had uh, about half a dozen... People turn up for our, our Friday knockoffs uh, that we do on Zoom these days at Tradies in Business for our members. And um, we were just chatting about the internet and social media. Uh, and of course, the topic of COVID comes up these days. And I, I was lamenting the loss of diversity in opinion and how it seems, mm. particularly in Australia, that um, as you've just referenced as well, we're not allowed to have a different opinion anymore. And if you do, you're a you're a heretic, mm. and you know you're a weirdo, and you should be locked up or, you know, squashed. And I feel like that willingness to be different and to have a different opinion and to be able to actually speak about it openly in Australia is where a lot of our innovation and our our world leadership came from, sort of through the back end of the last century. Um, and it's, it's like we're just trying to make everybody beige. And if you're a different color to beige, then you're evil and wrong and to be feared and ridiculed. So I think that's really sad. I think it's where that, that critical inquiry and, a, and healthy skepticism, um, which is just questioning things and saying, well, is that the best we can do? Or is this the best way for this? I mean, are these the best shoes I can wear? Um, is sticking things in between my toes good for me? And just asking those questions, I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody. And a lot of the Mm. questions that people are asking, it's like, well, you know, what if we just took some vitamin D? Maybe that would help with the whole COVID thing. (laughs) I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We take vitamin D, it doesn't change anything. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's all this, I don't know, fear and aggression towards a difference of opinion. So... It, I find it really sad and I don't really understand where it stemmed from or how it happened. The only thing I can liken it to is um, people misunderstand passion and often I, I'm thinking about some of the things that I've been passionate about over the last sort of 10 years and they're things like I, I'm, I eat differently to most people, um, I exercise differently to most people, I don't do the norm in several areas of my life and when I think about people that have come into my life that agree with me on those things, sometimes their passion can be misunderstood to be something more than passion. Like it's, it's a force or, or when they're trying, so let me try and clarify this when they're trying to educate (laughs) someone about a different way of eating, let's say 
that's taken because the person who's receiving the information has a fear around what's being said. It's being taken as forceful information or bullying or, you know, we used to suppose when I was a kid, we spoke about it in religious terms as Bible bashing, Mm, mm. that kind of, and it's not actually about what the person who's giving the information is saying or doing. It's about how it's being received by the person that's holding on to that fear. Yeah. It's, it's almost as though if, if I have a different opinion to you, just me sharing that these days, you will take that as me attacking your opinion just because yes. just because mine's different to yours and I dared to publicly say well I actually think grass should be brown I don't like green grass and if you're a a mainstream liker of green grass and I say well brown grass I find ground brown grass to be better for me you'll say well how dare you challenge my beliefs about green grass I'm like I wasn't I was just saying that I like brown grass better I mm. think it's better for me mm. And just in doing that, somehow society has decided that I'm now attacking you Mm. just because I said something different. Mm. I totally agree. I see it every day. And I see, I've had some really interesting conversations just of late around people who have similar ideas to me about some of the world situations. And none of us are particularly willing to share it because we don't want the backlash. We don't want the crap that's going to land in our lap because we shared an opinion. And quite frankly, it's just sharing of an opinion. I'm not trying to tell you you need to think any differently. I'm just sharing with you that I think a little differently than what you're telling me. You think I've got to absorb what you think, but I can't have a robust discussion around what I might think. And I, I sadly see my wife doing this. Um, you know, she's probably a bit different to a number of the colleagues she works with, a bit like what you were saying, Coxie. Um, you know, different beliefs about various aspects of life uh, based on her own experience and choices she's made for herself. And people will ask her about some of her practices, not because, you know, we dance around the fire worshipping Satan or anything like that uh, on the weekends. I don't know. Um, I've seen some interesting video come from <laughs> I was cooking the sausages on the barbecue in my boxer shorts last night because yes well i was about to say at least the last video i got of you had clothes on so it was, a good start. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful afternoon yes yeah, so we're just celebrating the warmth here in tassie um, people imagine. go a bit loopy when the warm weather comes out mm-hmm. um but you know someone asked her about uh some of her nutrition and they actually asked her a question about it and she just kind of left it really vague because she just was too worried that if she actually said, well, this is what I do, that that person who she knows has some different practices would then take that as a slight on themselves or an attack or, you know, feel the need to actually engage in some sort of argument about, you know, why what my wife is doing is wrong and why she should be doing what this other person is doing. It's like she just couldn't be bothered going there and getting into a fight Mm. about it. And I think that's really sad that people are now afraid of sharing things that they're doing that's working for them that could actually benefit others and it's not to go and ram it down their throat but actually just to be able to openly say on social media or anywhere else that's now being censored heavily, say, hey, I tried this and it worked really well. Mm. And other people can go, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of trying that. Maybe I'll give it a go. 
and then mm. they try it and go, wow, that works really well for me too. Or, no, it didn't really seem to work for me. I'll go back to doing what I was doing before. Imagine if we just did that. Uh, you know where the power here is on the receiver to actually ask a question mm -hmm. rather than just attack it with fear, but to ask the question. So um, you and I, fortunately, are very similar in a lot of what we think about. However, there are times when you present me with a new idea and I could very easily fall onto my fear or one of my favorite things to be able to do is to ask a question. And why do you do that, Warwick? What's the benefit? Well, what's the anticipated benefit for you? Have, what's your experience been with it? Did you find that you have that benefit yet or not? Mm -hmm. I'd encourage you as business owners to do the same. I, I know that often if I think back to building, being in a construction business, I can recall that there were times where our clients wanted us to do something really different. Now, fortunately, the builder was really into that. So we had the opportunity to learn from our clients. In some cases, there might be some eco-friendly thing they wanted to bring in or it might be that they particularly wanted something done very differently to the way he'd always been taught to do it. And he was fortunately open to those ideas. I think it contributed a lot to our success. But I'm finding that clients are like that now even. I would like you to put a USB charger in my office, even though normally I'd probably have a um, PowerPoint in my office and then use an adapter so I could still charge my via my USB cord. Mm -hmm. Why can't we actually be open to the way clients want things? Sure, it might mean that the client is dissatisfied because you know that the other way is normally the better way, but what's wrong with actually giving them what they want, providing it's safe and to code and all of those things? Yep. So I'm really... I guess where today's episode is going and probably always was, although we didn't plan it because we don't, um, encouraging you as a business owner to start to question rather than refuse. Yeah. Ask a question. And, and why, Mrs. Jones, would you like it to be a USB PowerPoint? What's your, your anticipated outcome here? What are you looking for? What's the result you would like to have? Get educated. Seek to understand before you disagree. Yeah. Yep. And that's... <clears throat> That's been a principle that's shown up a lot for me personally over the years and I have seen so many of our members and clients have such a big light bulb go off around that of shutting our mouths and turning off our need to make other people see our point of view mm -hmm. and make other people understand us mm -hmm. and actually go, well, let me just set aside my need to be understood first <clears throat> And let me understand you instead of trying to get you to understand me. Um, and actually just take that step back and go, well, Coxie, help me understand more about you. What's, what's, why do you wear these five-toed shoe thingies? They look freaking weird, man, but, uh, <laughs> and they're freaky. But what's the go? Yeah. Help me understand. Why do you want a USB there? Or how come you put salt in your water? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But even my tone there is a bit is a bit borderline. It's like, how come you yes. put salt in your water? Instead of, oh, how come you put salt in your water? Yes. Like it's that actual curiosity and I think we've lost a lot of that. People just aren't curious about stuff anymore. There's no healthy inquiry about things. Not none. Okay. There's less. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure you and I could ramble about this for the next three or four hours. I think so. I think we've made our point, Coxie, have we? Have we made everybody understand us so that they can all believe what we believe? I, that's a good point. Actually, listener, you let us know. We want to learn from you. Yes, please. We, and this is, I think, what Coxie and I are passionate about. I know certainly for me, 
I love to learn more about other people and I love to understand more about other people. And that's how I came up with half the stuff that I do anyway is by asking other people questions going, mm. I never I never knew about that. I mean, that's how my whole quest with barefoot um, shoes and all this stuff started was I just started asking questions and I got into some Instagram feeds and was in a couple of movement groups on Facebook and asked a couple of questions and hey, presto, I've already made some massive steps, pun intended, get it, <laughs> towards better foot, knee and hip health just by setting aside what I thought I knew about sports footwear and you know movement and all that sort of stuff, being a trained coach. So yeah, it just, I think that's the thing, Coxie, for me, I have to set aside my beliefs and be okay with the fact that just because I contemplate what you're doing doesn't actually mean my beliefs are wrong. It just means I'm still open to possibilities. Mm, totally. Anywho. Be nice to go back to that childlike wonder where we did ask questions. Yep. Why, Dad? Mm. How come you do that, Mum? I tell you, I, I can tell our listeners there is one thing they need to adapt and take on board, and that is our TIB90 event this Friday. <laughs> you might not believe that it's the best way to spend a Friday afternoon. Oh, it totally is. Practices. Oh, no. We, we have a lot of fun. There are some massive light bulbs. People get excited. We should have a warning. Warning. Excitement ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah, we it's have to. It's pretty exciting. It's exciting yeah. to see people planning their, uh, their businesses and, and actually allowing themselves to have goals. I think people think it's going to be boring, but then they turn up and there is, it is a lot of fun. It, it, it's a lot of fun finding the thing that you're actually working for. Mm. It's a lot of fun thinking that in five years, seven years, whatever it might be for you in your business, you'll be off the tools and your business will be generating an income whilst you do what I'm doing and buy a camper and go camping. <laughs> yeah, it, That is fun. That's exciting. It reignites the passion you went into business for. And I think it's a critical step many of us are missing. Yeah, and a lot of it just comes from taking that time out to ask some good quality questions. Which we facilitate on Friday afternoon. You can join us at 1pm this Friday on Zoom so we don't actually get to be close enough to give hugs and high fives, but we will be on Zoom. We give virtual hugs and high fives. To register, all you need to do is head on over to the Facebook page and select the events tab. From there, you can register. Make sure you pop your email address in. It's not good enough just to say that you are going. You need to add in your email address so that we can send you the workbook. There's a workbook. Mm. And the link to join us in the Zoom meeting. We're very excited. Uh, We have quite a number of registrations. There's lots of tradies joining us. Tradie wives, tradiepreneurs, drawing board members, trade desk members, and some new folk I'm very excited about meeting. So there you go. Um, get along on Friday, 25th. If you're listening to this before then, you've still got time to register. If not, uh, you'll have to catch us on the next one, which will probably be in early in the new year, in 2021. Um, we leave December alone because <laughs> it's a bit of a wild time for a lot of people. But uh, jump on on Friday, come ask some good quality questions, find out what uh, the cool people are doing in their trade businesses and uh, spend some time with us and we'll help you to um, contemplate the fact that you might even be better off wearing those weird five-toed shoes. So, you know, I, I do have another brand of shoes that I pay equally as handsome for because even the barefoot foot shoes are very oh expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they're made out of a piece of plastic and they're still I 200 know. bucks. 
it's incredible. But I also have a different brand. So you can have fashionable shoes that are good for your feet, people. <laughs> you don't have to go barefoot and you don't have to wear, wear the weird five-toe things that the builder wears. But you Builder know. just likes freaking you out. You know he does. <laughs> you know he does. Uh, well, he's got to do it for me too. He does. All right, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate your ear holes. See you Friday or see you somewhere else. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.